Beers and Banter, episode 50. It's a celebration, people. I didn't think we'd make it this far, so I've got a couple of my old mates back in the pod studio tonight to uh, celebrate. Let's rip in. As always, we're really appreciative of the support from the guys at Gripstar Socks. Gripstar Anti-Slip Socks feature panels that create traction that improves speed, acceleration and stability. Gripstar Socks are designed to deliver maximum comfort and flexibility, featuring a breathable mesh design that removes sweat and reduces odours. Perfect for high movement sports, working on your feet or lounging safely at home. Seriously grippy. Gents, welcome to the Sweaty Box. Thanks, Matty. What's good to be back. Actually, it's not that sweaty in here at the moment. It's a good time of year for it's a pod. It's nice and cool. There's a nice smell. I can get this beautiful aroma in the air at the moment. What yeah. is that? Uh, I think, what's that? East Coast Low. There's an East Coast Low brewing. East Coast Haze. There's <laughs> an East Coast Low. Uh, yeah, Beers and Bandit episode 50. So we've got Timmy, obviously, one of our originals. Without Timmy, the podcast definitely wouldn't have got off the ground. So he had to be in the studio tonight. Govs has been a great supporter of the show, so I really appreciate you coming in to celebrate our 50th with us. And uh, we had Big Dilsey, uh, but he's a man. He's hard to find. Ever since the pay dispute with Timmy, he's, mm. it's been hard to get him in the, in the podcast tough. studio. So shout out to Dilsey. It wouldn't have happened without you either, big fella. But uh, yeah, let's rip in. We've got, some, we've got some beers to taste tonight. We might try and talk a little bit of sport, a little bit of the old school format from our original days when we got the pod started. So... All right, let's, first things first, what are, we, what are we drinking here? Yeah, mate, thanks for uh, inviting me back on for the 50th. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here and bring a couple of new beers along uh, for the ride. So I've got uh, got a bit of a selection to share with you boys today. Uh, the first one's our, our latest core range edition. It's our East Coast Haze, which is a, a 4.5% hazy pale ale. Let's that smells old. absolutely beautiful. That's good. Mm. That's a cure for Monday Otis, right there. It's a perfect Monday beer. So this is a beer that um, did make an appearance last year uh, as a limited release under a slightly different name, East Coast Low. Uh, And we we fell in love with the beer instantly and um, the rumours started shortly after that this was going to come back as a core range and and yeah it, last month it, it's it's hit the hit the east coast of Australia and uh, it's out in, out in retailers now. Quite a big push for you guys, a big promo. Yeah, we've been um, up up as far as Cairns and making our way down the, the east coast. We're down to Newcastle, Sydney, and, and Melbourne. And uh, I think Eddie and I the other day committed to driving the caravan to Tassie. Yeah, on the ferry. Perfect. Yeah. That's good. Mate, that is absolutely beautiful. That's hoppy. It's refreshing. You're going to have to book the caravan parks in advance, though, if you're, if you're taking a caravan. Oh, mate, when you rock up in a Black Ops caravan, they, they usually make way for you. <laughs> no, no doubt. There's never a problem making any friends everywhere you go. Yeah, the make way for the tinny van. <laughs> <laughs> so I reckon last time, uh, or either of you on the pod, the Titans were, Titans were battling. Um, and as, as Titans fans, we, uh, we, we, it was some sad days, but it's a little bit better. First time in a long while, I reckon, the three Queensland teams had a win on the weekend. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. Broncos very, very unexpectedly beating the Roosters. Uh, Cowboys got the Knights, I think. Uh, and yeah, Titans having a win there. Um, it's good signs. Good signs. AJ Brimson signed on for, uh, should have been 10 years, but he's a five-year deal. That's about as good as you're going to get. Something, something that'll help the uh, 
recruitment for the for the younger guys. Now they know who's who's settled. What what do you think? Did you see that last week? Mate, I was in Melbourne last week doing a bit of a beer tour. I did manage to catch a bit of sports and, and uh, a lot of the updates, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's good good signs. Um, obviously, in the NRL, there's been the big crackdown. So high shots uh, have never been legal, so I don't know why everyone's blowing a gasket. But uh, full, straight straight to the sin bin. Straight to the sin bin if you hit someone high. I saw that. So how many people got... Got binned over the weekend. Oh, there was a, there's left, a few, right? Left, right and centre. To the point where we had uh, one of our avid listeners text started texting me over the weekend and said, look, here, I've, I've got an idea for you. In the NHL, when a, when a player gets binned, they're only off as long until the next goal scored by the opposing team. So I think that... Uh, bangers. Shout out to Bangers. Uh, that's... Um, mm. It's not a bad idea, I reckon. So because mm. we're seeing teams get dropping dropping down to eleven players because you know one bloke goes to the bin and then they all get even more tired and then the next guy's going to the bin. So it's like thirteen on eleven at times. I think it'll be good once a try is scored, get them back on the park. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I I would agree. I don't understand why the sudden change. It was it is it to try and perceive that it's safe for sport? Is that? Oh, I think it's all about future um, lawsuits. Future lawsuits, okay. I think they're nervous as hell that of what's happened in America, that uh, pl- ex-players are suing the the NFL for concussion and concussion-related injuries. That they're now, you know, they're positioning themselves that in ten years' time, when those lawsuits start here, they can say, "Well, no, see, remember this weekend at Magic Ground where mm. we started sending players off for that sort of behaviour." Yeah, yeah, you certainly wouldn't want to own the UFC then. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's right. I don't. Yeah. It's sort of there's a. I mean, at some stage, sports going to be dangerous, and you're going to get hit hard. I think the players should be protected and safe, but not wrapped in cotton wool. Yeah, and don't leave too much of a fine line towards you know an accidental hit. I I think I'm on board with the the swinging arm to the, to the jaw or to the nose, but there's been a few where like the the attacking player has fallen into the defender. Mm. Yeah, and then the defender gets sent off. And you're like, well, he, he can't disappear. He's literally just—I think it was Tedesco—fell into a player, and they they sent him off. And I thought, you can't. There's going to be accidents. So I, I would hope to see over the next couple of weeks that starts to sort of level a bit of common sense. Yeah, takes over. normally this happens when they change the rules that it's a bit of an outbreak initially, and then things start a, a, to calm down. A swinging arm, high shot. If you go to park footy, that's a send off most or, mm. or a sin bin most weekends anyway. So. What I do like about it is it, it's, you know, they've probably gone a bit soft in the NRL over the years. They've been too scared to send people off. So yeah. it's just a balance, I suppose, of levelling out. But, mm. um, yeah, we'll see how those uh, those rules play out. Thanks for thanks for texting in, bangers. I, I like that idea. Uh, manly solid win for Bozo there uh, last night. They smashed the Eels. Uh, obviously, Bob Fulton, uh, an NRL immortal or, or rugby league immortal, passed away yesterday. So condolences there. Um, what about your golf golf fan? Yeah, you had, mate. You had lovely golf. Phil Mickelson this morning. How was that? Oldest oldest winner of a major ever. Yeah, that's incredible. That's what I love about golf. It's uh, you know it is one of those sports you can play well into your retirement years and and still win, which is really cool. And you know, Phil's been a a rock star of the the golfing world for decades. He's, he's and, been doing it for ages. And How he's, would he he's be? still got it. Fifty. You're kidding. 50. <laughs> That's amazing. There you go. So he's had a big win this morning. 
Uh, I was watching a bit of watching uh, Formula One. That's I love the Formula One. It's my favourite weekend of the year. Was the weekend just passed? All my Facebook memories pop up for uh, six years ago. I was in Monaco for the for the Formula One. Beautiful. I tell you what, I don't really want to travel anymore with everything that's going on in the world. But there's one that is one place I'd like to go back to for the weekend. Mate, we'll be travelling soon next year. Back to normal. You reckon? Maybe. But what what what, what do you think of the result? Ricardo's struggling. I don't is, know what's going on there. Isn't he? And even his um, his comments afterwards are getting less and less exciting. He's uh, basically said he's going to just take a few days away. There's no point even <laughs> reviewing the weekend. It was that garbage. He's just going to have a couple of days off and focus on the next one. Yeah. It's hard when his teammate... And he's not coming up with excuses, which is good, because he's basically saying, well... You know, he's pretty much in the same car as the guy that come third, so he doesn't can't really put his finger on what's going on. No, when he's getting lapped by his teammate, yeah. he only has you know himself to blame. It's like they've got a little little switch on his car. Like they're, they're just uh, making the young bloke look good. But I think McLaren, I don't think they'd be trying to do that. They'd want both guys pushing up. It's not like Red Bull with Mustapen and Perez or no. you know, Hamilton and Bottas. Like I think that if they if they could get two guys up the front, they'd they'd be happy. So. I don't think there's anything untoward going on there. I think Dan's just got to get his head around that new car. Yeah. And what about um, Leclerc qualified fastest and then didn't start? <laughs> he put it in the wall. I reckon that was strategic too when he put it in the wall. He, he, he did the fastest lap mm-hmm. in qualifying. Yep. And then all the other guys were on their final lap trying to get, and he put it in the wall. You know, after his fastest lap. After his fastest lap. Oh, so that was, and that no was the end could, of the session. No one else could do it. <laughs> Backfired though because uh, they... They tried to fix the car without replacing the gearbox, and then right before the race, realised no, nah, we should have replaced some more stuff. And, and uh, they couldn't get him. They on. couldn't get him on the grid, oh, so pole position was vacant uh, this morning <laughs> or last go. night in, in in Monaco. But uh, as close as you're going to get to Monaco, I reckon on the weekend, the Gold Coast Boat Show. How good was that? Oh, I saw you up there. Yeah, mate. It was a it's a beautiful day up there. Um, always like to take the fam and try and. We usually catch the ferry out there just to, you know, lay lay down on the uh, the ambiance of being on the water. That was very classy. We we didn't do that. We got the little shuttle bus. <laughs> uh, but I, this year I walked in and I walked past about twelve supercars before I even saw a boat. Yeah, it was the the, the Century Cove boat show and car show. Well, we 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 checked out this big um, the Dreamliner. Did you see the Dreamliner there? Oh, absolutely. The Kenworth with the, basically with the living quarters on the back. Oh, that's on the stunning. wish list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, that, that that was a good rig. So that's um, we were there to check that out. But some of the I just drooled over the boats. Try to look at some some realistic boats. There's a couple of little yeah. Uh, I've Quintrexes got, I've got a, that was a tender. The tender. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 1980 Mustang runabout that's just gathering dust in, yes. in the, the shed. So it kind of inspired me to maybe wipe the dust off it and have get another look going. at it. Got yes. to got to get out there, Gavs. It, it's the best time of year on the water at the moment. Yep. But uh, I'm going to finish this one. What, what else are we looking at? Oh, is it? What do you got there? So we're going to hear what happened in Melbourne. You mentioned you're in Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne last week. So um, this is a, the weekend on the calendar is huge in, in sporting and, and also on the Gold Coast. There was a lot of events going on. Um, but it was also the, it's also Good Beer Week, which is down in Melbourne, held every year. Uh, and part of that is the Great American Beer Spectacular, Gabs. Uh, and also the Australian International Beer Awards, which is the largest beer fest, uh, beer competition in the world for, oh, for, wow. for keg and packaged beers. So 
it's a big deal. There's uh, this year they had over two and a half thousand entries um, from twenty one different countries. Wow. So it's a, yeah, it's a really big deal on the calendar. Well, so when it said international, it was truly international. It's yeah, the, yeah, the biggest international beer awards uh, that they've got, and um, you know, luckily here in Australia, we're we're back to somewhat normality, so we were able to put on a full gala. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and it's you know, it's like rocking up to the Oscars. It's the it's spotlights, it's red carpet. Everyone's suited up to the nines, and uh, and hopefully walking away with some. Uh, some bling. Yep. And you guys got some? We got some. Yeah, Perfect. we definitely got some. So we we walked away with five gold medals, uh, five silver medals, and two bronze. Wow. Brilliant. Uh, which is the the best the best haul we've ever had. Yep. And did that include the new the new the new beer? Awol yeah. beer. Yeah. So we had uh, um, Awol, which is um, a new uh, little side project for us doing sour and barrel aged beers so we picked up a gold medal for pink mist which is yeah, our nice. which is yep. our raspberry saison uh and mate the the list was so long i, I can't remember them all yeah that, <laughs> that's unreal so it, it's really good i was just saying before we started uh i traveled to sydney last week walked into a random bottle shop in uh out in bella vista or balkham hills or somewhere out that way and black ops was on the shelf there so Obviously, really, really getting some coverage out there. The word's starting to spread. Yeah, I'm loving They're catching it. on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what are we drinking here? So the, the An second... American IPA. Yeah, the second beer for t- this evening is our Hoppin' Boots. So um, part of the, the, cr- the beer community in Australia is uh, uh, a collection of uh, all the, the women and girls and females and... In brewing and beer, yep. uh, and they call themselves the Pink Boots Society, uh, and they do a lot of wonderful stuff in terms of um, increasing, with, you know, female presence in brewing, which is traditionally well, more recently, but been a bit of a bloke's game. Yep. Um, so that's great. We're getting lots of more uh, female representation in yep. uh, in brewing jobs and 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 in beer. So they also get together once a year and um, make their own hop blend which they call the the pink boots blend there you go uh, so we had a few of our the, the girls from our team part of that selection committee and uh, they came up with the hop selection and went into this beer that is beautiful awesome I'm loving it so it, yeah it's, mm. a, it's an american american style pale ale so what <clears throat> what's the difference you got american style and and indian like an indian pale ale what's the difference there so there's there's so many different categories of you know pale ales and uh, lagers, uh, it can be a bit difficult to keep up with them all. Um, American style pale ales tend to be representative of the hops and malt that go into them. So yep. they usually okay. have like American style hops. Yep. Uh, then we have India pale ales, which are not from India. Uh, the style has a bit of history and there's some good uh, old wives tales as, as to where the uh, name originated from. But the generally accepted story is that the British colonies used to send beer down to India and uh, it wouldn't survive the, the long trip too well. So they yep. beef, beefed up the hops and beefed up the alcohol and it uh, it uh, tasted a lot better when it got to the so other end. just making it last <laughs> the journey. <laughs> yeah, just to kind of you know increase the preservative effect of the hops and the alcohol. Yeah, yeah righto. Uh, and you know, in the 70s, it kind of made a bit of a recession as a style. And ironically enough, we now drink the... India pale ales for their freshness, so we want those really fresh hop flavors. But uh, yeah, they're they're essentially just a stronger version of a pale ale. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I love it. I mean, you just love that hoppy 
sort of taste that you get. I mean, even, but most of these beers, as soon as you're cracking these cans, I can smell it. And I just love that smell. <laughs> yes. We need to bring that into the, we need. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Our listeners at home aren't going to appreciate No, that they're too. not. They're not. So go out and get some, but it's absolutely beautiful. Mate, I love these goblets that we're drinking out of. They're certainly helping with the, uh, the aroma. Yes, that's of, right. Of the hops. The, yeah, I think the idea of those glasses that they reactivate as you're drinking it, would that be right? I think that's the, what the ribs are for as you go down. So you've been on a fair expansion. You've been pretty busy since I saw you last. I think last time I saw you, uh, we, we were talking about um, Cat Wincher. Yeah. But, but uh, since then, you've got Black Ops 3 or Black Ops Brisbane. Yes. And, and the AWOL beer. So just charging along. Yeah, we've, um, we never really um, sit idly for too long. We've always got a few irons in the fire and projects on, on the go. So last time we met, we'd just opened BH2 and we're settling in. And um, yeah, we got to do Cat Wincher with the, the uh, Sydney to Hobart. Yep. Uh, late last year uh, in November, we, uh, we took over a little brewery in Brisbane uh, that was called Semi Pro Brewing. Uh, which was owned by some mates of ours who were looking to get out of the game. Um, and we had always wanted to do something in Brisbane. Um, Brisbane uh, has always been a really big support base for us. So we we took over, we acquired Semipro and rebranded and relaunched it under the Black Ops banner. Beautiful. Uh, Very cool. So yeah, it's, it's cool that we've got uh, a tap room and brewery now in Brizzy. So all our supporters up there don't have to Travel down to the Goldie. So whereabouts in Brizzy is that? We're in East Brisbane, so just on, near the Gabba, not far from the Gabba. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, probably okay. a good pre pre game yeah, venue. Yeah, that's right. It's definitely a good pre game venue. Then um, a mate of mine, he's the head brewer at Easy Times, which is literally across the road from the Gabba. Oh yeah, Perfect. so you can crawl your way back to the Gabba and, and yeah, definitely have a good time. Mm, I like unreal. it. And it seems like a lot of the brewers. Um, kind of work together it's not like is are all competition it's sort of funny would i be right in saying that that you're all sort yeah, of yeah it's a very unique industry i've never experienced it uh, in any other um there is a sense of community and respect uh in brewing and yep. you know there is a lot of collaboration and cooperation yep. um it's not a we're not all sitting around holding hands singing kumbaya no. like there is no. fierce <laughs> competition and i kind of i liken it to like a footy team you know we we definitely want to win, but we respect the game yep. and we respect the, our opposition. Yep. Yeah, you do see a lot of well, collaborative brews or, you know, at least like see, see different brewers visiting different, you know, competition, I guess. And in a lot of industries, you definitely wouldn't see that. In our, our industry, you wouldn't see two, two suppliers of a product. Well, no, but together. I mean, it's different products, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I think... I mean, look at the size of the market in beer. I don't even know what it is. But if you were to look at the amount of beer drunk and then what would – I don't know what the percentage of craft beer would be, but the market's huge. And, I mean, there's a lot more people, more and more people moving towards, I think, a craft beer. Um, and, you know, if, if they're in, let's say, you know, I'll be in northern New South Wales, if they're down there drinking at a brewery, then when they come up here, if that's what they like, they're more than likely to, you know, sort of visit breweries up here or drink craft beer. I mean, that's the one thing, I suppose, uh, you know, as a – Someone that drinks craft all the time. I love trying different and new beers, just yep. sort of seeing what's out there, and um, you know that's uh, yeah, that's, that's probably one of the good things about it. Problem is, you spend your twenties just buying the cheapest <laughs> <laughs> volume beer, and it it it's sort of sort of good when you realise that oh, there's a whole lot of different beers and a whole lot of different tastes out there. Yep. So 
you could, you could try a different beer every weekend, I reckon, for the rest of your life, the way they're going. And, you'd uh, still never get you'd, through you'd it. You'd never get through <laughs> it. But I, there's definitely shift. I, I think I've spoken about it previously on the pod. I think that's people trying to associate with something local. In this globalisation world, people want to... People want to support local, and they want they want to affiliate themselves with a local brand. So, hundred percent. You know, Black Ops is is four hundred meters from from my house. Yep. So, I, the Gold you know, I like the fact that it, that product's coming straight out of there, supporting local people, local jobs. I don't know. I, just, I I think that's probably a big part of it. And it was, I can't remember whether it was you, Govs, or we'll talk, that's how it used to be in in England. Like every pub had its own beer, or you know, people. Yeah, every town had, you know, its this local brewery. Of, yeah. We had our local butcher, our local local bakery. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the community had a connection with where it got things from. Yeah. And I I think, you know, when industrialization started to take over, we we didn't realize what we were giving up. This and idea of mass production. Yeah, like, there is a, there's a big return to that, which is really exciting. And um, the cool thing is it's, it's something that we have that the big guys can't. Um, so it's uh, a very big value add to us. And, you know, even just touching back on the community around brewing, um, you know, there is, it, it is a competitive space. However, I think there is just an underlying love for beer. Like we all just, all of us brewers, we, we make this stuff because we love it. Yeah. So yeah. we love going to someone else's brewery and trying their beer. So it's hard to really have any animosity towards your competition. Yep. Yep. This that is that's very hazy. That's that's a, obviously a hazy. Yeah. So we're on to uh, the the next beer I've brought along. So this is our our latest limited release. Uh, this is Caribbean Haze, oh, wow. which is a a fruit and rum soaked hazy double IPA, and <laughs> that's a bit of a mouthful. A IPA. It is. So it's oh, seven point eight percent. We've got. <laughs> You're, um, you're sleeping over, Timmy. Yeah. Like you're going. <laughs> We've got citrus fruit, pineapple, mango, coconut, and we infuse that in Mount Gay um, black barrel rum. rum. Mm. These this this was my favourite beer of 2020. This this got my number one vote for the in the uh, I think it was in the Gabs. Yeah, oh, awesome. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. Could be just a can too. I love the mm. can. Isn't that funny? I remember walking into into my uncle's, you know, man cave. 30 years ago and he'd collected can- all the different beer cans and really they would have been you know they would have been all from fairly big breweries yeah nowadays you'd you'd get you'd get an awesome collection if you were collecting right. cans there's a different yeah. can every month yeah uh, i know when there's a lot of work going into that when we when we started out we used to get you know letters in like handwritten letters from these old blokes who collect beer labels and beer lids and those things yeah. And back then, you know, they were on top of it. They knew, oh, these guys are bringing out a new beer. I'll write them a letter. Now there's fucking 50 new beers coming out every day. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. They wouldn't keep up. No. Uh, No. They're down Storage King now, (laughs) renting more space just to get for the beer cans. No, I like it. I think think, uh, it's obviously – is that a completely different person or or are you – you guys coming up with the cans or you've got a marketing department coming up with the cans? We, we definitely don't have a marketing department, <laughs> um, but we have a lot of talented people we work with. Yep. Uh, so we've got a few different designers and artists that okay. we use, uh, and each one of them kind of has their own style. Uh, so this, uh, this one was done by uh, the same designer as East Coast Hayes, which is Dave Heaviside. He's, he actually uh, works out of a building next to HQ. Yeah, righto. And we've been, we've known Dave for years and... 
we've always known he's been to graphic artists and uh, as soon as we started working with him on some labels, he just brought some really cool shit and he's the easiest guy to work with because we can give him a simple brief and the stuff he comes back with, we barely have to touch. Yeah, that looks amazing. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? It's, I guess, you know, never judge a book by its cover. How many people are grabbing a beer though at the moment just because the can looks cool? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's, I would. Guilty. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you go shopping with your eyes first. So. Yeah, for sure. You don't get to taste it before you grab it out of the fridge. No. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's important nowadays to, to have a, a, a recognisable can. And then obviously these, um, you know, when the specials, you know, your special releases come out, they've really got to stand out on the shelf, don't they? Yeah, 100%. Well, that does. And then see, the things that I like on the front of that, you'd see double IPA. 7.8%. I'd be sold. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be me. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying that. <laughs> you're coming with me. I think that's the good thing with the you, – you were talking about the craft beers earlier, Tim. I think the good thing is, though, you can now grab a four-pack and go to a go to a barbie because you're roasted by then. You've got 100%. Yeah, at that percentage, <laughs> You don't need to drink 24. <laughs> definitely not. You can still can, though, if you want. But <laughs> no, I mean, but if you compare it to, say, you know, look at wine – I mean, you don't drink. This isn't a beer that you're sitting there sculling and sculling yeah. and sculling yeah, like right. you're doing, say, a 4X. But, I mean, what's a decent bottle of wine cost? $9? No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Matt's shouting. <laughs> 12 So, you know, if you compare it to that. If it's not two for 20, yeah, Tim, it doesn't get right. drunk around here. But if you compare it to that, you know, I mean, you're getting more out of a, a you know, a four-pack of, uh, of beer and, you know, you can enjoy it. Yeah. It's no different to cracking a thirty dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, 100%. that's the way. I mean, that's how I justify it, <laughs> and it lets me sleep at night. Sleep. But it's really the truth. I mean, you don't sit there and drink, you know, half a carton, or you know, that's you know, you'd grab a four pack, you could sit down, you might watch a footy, yeah, you'd enjoy that, and then that's enough. And you know, compared to say a bottle of wine or something, it's the same. And I think a lot of people would look at that and justify it that way. That you know, you'd, I'd rather have the flavour, enjoy a nice beer, than you know, try and get something cheap. Yeah, drink drink some water, six six <laughs> waters. Right. Yeah, exactly. So Tim, obviously, the overwhelming fan mail was mm. where's Tim been? Yeah. What's he been doing? I could imagine getting back on the pod. Yeah, the whole two people. Matt, you're rubbish without Tim. <laughs> Bring back the science update. Have you got a Bring science ma- update for us this week? Well, I think you flicked a message the other day about we've got the uh, lunar eclipse coming up. Is it the twenty sixth? I think this week. This, this week. week. So that's. For those that don't know, so obviously we have our phases of the moon each month and then every few years, maybe two and a half years, so the way the way it works is the moon's always getting half lit, okay, but as it goes around... But that's just like graphics. That's correct. That's, <laughs> that's the that's that's just, the hologram. That's, that's are we back there again, are we? <laughs> we haven't had a good flat earth No, we haven't. For, no, for no. Like 12 months. No. So the way the lunar eclipse works is, and that's what's uh, on the 26th, if hopefully the weather's good, which, you know, touch wood, you know, wood yeah. not to be wooden desk, hear yeah. that, yeah, touch like wood, that. Uh, we should see that on the 26th. Now, the difference there is that we're, of, we're on the elliptical orbit of the moon and the, with the earth and the sun, you think, well, why don't we get that every month? Yeah. It's because it's about five degrees off. So the actual moon sits slightly off center to our orbit. So we are constantly seeing half of that moon lit. But from our angle, we'll see either the full moon, the new moon, which is no moon, where it's where we're completely behind it, or we'll see the different phases. What happens with a lunar eclipse is it actually aligns with our orbit and we will completely shade the moon. That's what's different about that okay. and say a new moon. Why is it going to color funny? 
Why is it going to be different? Well, because it sits in our shade, so it'll still get. What will happen is the the sunlight will actually wrap around the atmosphere, yep. and you'll actually still get a glow. It might be like a reddy pink yep. sort of color. So that's the difference. Whereas with a new moon, the actual sun is behind the moon. That's why you don't actually see that. So that'll be the difference. It's completely opposite to us. You'll actually get a reflection of. You still get some sunlight filtering through the atmosphere, and that's what that color will be. Yeah. So it's worth checking out. So, so why tell me does this does the moon spin itself at the same rate as it turns? That's why we only ever see one side say, of the moon. I was going to say, why do we only ever see? Yeah, that's correct. It's because it's two oh, D. Yeah, that's, that's what I was right. Thinking. It's flat. You're onto it. You're hearing all these lies the same as I am, Gov. Oh, they're on, they're onto us. Uh, <laughs> you're we are. The cat is out of the bag. <laughs> Pull the pod. And then, yeah. and then there's more. There's been more Tic Tac sightings of aliens off the coast of America. I like that. Have you seen exciting. those? No, I haven't oh, seen that. Mate, it's, it's all happening. It's all over. All over YouTube. It must be real then, because <laughs> they won't let just anyone on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think of the fil- yeah, the vetting. I mean, it took you at least what five minutes to create your YouTube account, Matt. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so based on that. Yeah, well, the fact that no one watches my videos, what, it, what does that mean? Well, maybe we should do more alien stuff. Yeah. I don't know. This this pod will be called, um, you know. Beers and Ali- conspiracies. A- aliens <laughs> and beers and conspiracies. Oh, I like it. Gavs is onto it. Done. Beers <laughs> and, and this is why, I tell you what, see, the, look at the quality and how the, we, all these ideas that are starting to come out. We've enjoyed a few good beers. We're relaxed I, I, yeah, now. I, and uh, I like to call you know, craft beer like creative juice. Creative yeah. juice, that's like right. It. Do you know what? We shouldn't start a pod until we've had two or three. Well, there that's, you go. That's where we went There's another good idea. Put yeah. that one down. Should that should be three, highlighted. Two or three beers. Yep, perfect. So did you put a deposit down on a, on a boat? Uh, no, I've, I, I just spent all my money on a new canning line, unfortunately. <laughs> That'll do it. Yep. Yeah. So we've, uh, we're have we doing some expenses up at beers too. We've got a, a new... Wang bangled Italian canning line coming, um, which is about a three million dollar project, which wouldn't get you much at the Sanctuary Cove. I would have went. I would have went with a boat, <laughs> <laughs> but it will get you a lot of beer. Yes. So how's that going? Is that up and running yet? Uh, it's currently getting built. So it's uh, it's uh, we're getting elements of it built in Italy and Spain, and uh, we should uh, be receiving it later this year. And then you'll have the joys. I was at a, I won't mention a brewery that I was at, but I was at quite a big one. Oh, they'd call themselves a craft brewery, but it's probably leaning towards not anymore. And it was the first day they turned on their canning line (laughs) and it was a disaster. (laughs) There was cans shooting out everywhere and alarms going off. So there's a fair bit of refinement in, I suppose, getting them going. Was that because you'd helped with the design? I don't know. It seemed like every single section we walked to, as soon as we got there, disaster would strike. (laughs) So not long after we did a little kind of walk around, uh, we exited stage left. So, but yeah, I, I, I suppose uh, it could take a little bit to get them going. Yeah, a bit of fine tuning. There's, there's always a honeymoon period. Um, we've got a um, a really good team. We've got a good maintenance and and um, engineering crew. So fingers crossed, we've, we'll put the best foot forward. Um, but we'll see. I've done this before and said the same thing. You'll <laughs> <laughs> no, be fine. Always a little bit of fine tuning. <laughs> do you have a construction manager or, or like you always seem to have like a project on the go? Yeah. So we've, we've always been kind of managing it ourselves. Um, we, we have a pretty good division of labor between the three of us. So, um, Dan, Eddie and I are still very much, you know, the three mates making the beer. Um, we're just kind of overseeing 
the three main departments, I guess you'd say. Um, but we're getting to that point in our business. Like we've got almost 70 staff now. Oh, wow. Um, so we're handing over as much of that responsibility as possible. And Yeah. That's uh, hard. Creating new positions and, and uh, a new career paths for people. Yeah, that's so awesome. every beer we drink goes towards a new job opportunity, Matt. I'm, I'm trying. We're going to do our bit. <laughs> I'm doing my bit. <laughs> I'm happy to do my bit. <laughs> Create employment on the Gold Coast. Absolutely. <laughs> it's good, buddy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, I mean it's pretty pretty amazing that you know something like that can have 70 jobs on the Gold Coast. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, so we, we get a lot of support through the government uh, in, in terms of you know just moral support because... Um, we, we fund a lot of the um, national budget um, through our excise tax, but also we oh, create yeah. create create an incredible amount of job opportunities, which are, you know, these um, tourism slash production slash hospitality jobs. Uh, and a lot of them are now popping up in semi-rural areas. So they're creating these good op- job opportunities outside of the main population yep. hubs, which is, you know, really attractive in the, the world that we currently live in where we're having, you know, housing crises and yep. population booms. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next, you know, 12 months. We, obviously, residential prices are through the roof. We've got got everything, all the money's going to be spent on infrastructure to keep keep things moving. I don't know, we've, we've, we've got the debatable issue down here at the, the local tram line that um, is going on. We've got, obviously, we spoke about it before, are they going to open the borders? You know, we're seeing overseas, it seems to be an all or nothing. You've either got no COVID or you've got all the COVID. And and it's putting, putting we were talking about F1 before, They we think, oh, well, we're going great in Australia. There's no, no possible way the F1 won't happen here. You're now starting to see some of the international sports people go, you know, I'm not doing two weeks quarantine. You jam that. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so they're already talking about Australian Open next year being in jeopardy unless we open our borders properly. So it's going to start to have ramifications. So it's going to be real interesting economic climate over the next 12 months. We've just started to see, um, obviously, all the, you know, the, what was it, the March, the the JobKeeper, is that all finished now? Is, is it? I don't know. I can't, I think, I'm not sure where, I think mm. it might be still in a much smaller effect, but um, yeah, where we, we definitely got through last year really well because there was a lot of support through the government, which is now starting to, to dry up. So the next 12, 18 months are going to be was interesting. It, did sales mm. go up or down during COVID? For beer? Beer. Through the fucking roof. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> kegs would have gone down. Yeah, we... If you stopped making kegs and kept... Was that, would that be right? We, we, yeah, we sat around mm. in January last year talking about how we weren't selling enough kegs. Um, so we had a little focus uh, with our sales team to to focus on on-premise sales, like keg sales, because they've generally been considered a safer market. Um, and we were slowly heading towards into a can-heavy business. Yep. Uh, and then the next month, every pub in the country shut. Yep. So <laughs> so we, we shit-canned that idea <laughs> yeah. and we put everything into cans. Yeah. Uh, and and we, we still didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know if... Whoever in, was in charge of cans was like, yeah, I told you kegs were shit. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we, we didn't know if our business was going to survive the next two months. We didn't know what was going to happen in the, in the world, for yep. sure. Um, but it turns out everyone stayed at home and drank craft beer. Yep. So yep. God, God bless you all. Appreciate it. Thank you. No, that's fine. And, and $9 bottles we, of we, wine. You know, we appreciate the acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. Keep, it's nice to hear that. Keeping the economy moving. <laughs> we did our bit. We did our bit, Matt. See that? 
They did appreciate. Yeah, it. I had to take February <laughs> off. I did that. I did that much work on that topic that That's I, I right. took February off just to just to recover. I knew there was someone that appreciated what I was doing during that time. Uh, that's good. Well, uh, what else have we got? I'm trying to think what else, other sports. I didn't see a lot. I was at the boat show. Did a bit around the house. At the Northern uh, Northern Rivers Academy one. Did they? The under 14s. Shout <laughs> out the, to the boys. Yeah, shout out to the boys. So that's uh, winning streak now. They haven't lost yet. They're a pretty strong team. What, what are they playing? Kickball? Kickball. Yeah. Football. Yeah, right. Gavs, you watched a bit of basketball on the weekend, you said? Yeah, caught up with a bit of basketball. Eddie's a big b-ball fan, big Golden State Warriors supporter. So he was he was fretting for a few days there in Melbourne. Um, the Lakers just pipped them on the first playoffs. I watched Space Jam on the weekend. Does that count? That definitely counts. <laughs> Which one? The old one or the new one? Yeah. <laughs> is, the new, is the new one out? I don't know. I think, I think, that's, I think that's blasphemous. No, I'm mad. I don't know the why they one. needed to remake that one. But, yeah, I think LeBron's doing a new one, isn't he? Yeah. Do you know something I worked out on the weekend? This will be good. Every every marketing thing you see for Space Jam, he's got Space Jam on his jersey. But they don't actually wear Space Jam on their jersey when in the game. They're the Looney Tunes squad. There you go. It's a fun fact that you've you heard didn't it know. here. <laughs> <laughs> is that all the beers? Or is that is that a what have we got there? That's that's uh, that's all the beers now. Do, do you know what I, I, what I? Do you know what I wanted to see out of you tonight? Yeah. Where's old Greg? Oh, old Greg is still um, in quarantine. We're is not it? allowed to sell it oh, really? till the end of Gabs. Oh, really? But I'll I'll make sure I drop a can off to you before. Oh, that. Mighty Boosh. You ever seen the Mighty Boosh, Tim? No. Oh, people, do yourselves a favour. Get on YouTube now. After you finish watching this episode, type in old Greg. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's going to hurt you real bad. <laughs> you ever drunk Bailey's from a shoe? I've never drunk Bailey's from a shoe. I haven't, no. Oh, do yourself a favour. The Mighty Boosh, some some great uh, British comedy. Okay. Come across a good show the other day actually called Friday Night Dinner. Have you seen seen that? No. If you like the Mighty Boosh, I reckon you'd, it's completely nothing like it, but British humour. It's got one of the guys out of uh, The Inbetweeners. And it's basically their family Friday night dinner every Friday night, and just yeah. it's always something goes wrong. Uh, yeah, get a, get around it. Uh, before we go, because uh, I've run out of things to talk about, but uh, unlike you, Grip Star as always, great supporters. So I don't know if you boys have got your Grip Star socks previously, but the couple of pairs of Grip Stars here. Make Mate, sure got on right now. It's have you. Yep, oh, always. Jolly, hear that? So make sure it is that time of year. Make sure you're representing the right colours on your Grip Star socks. Uh, folks, where can we find you, Govs? You can find us all over the country in all major bottle shops, good boutique bar outlets. And, and all over the socials? social media, you just Google Black Ops or Govs, the brewer, you'll find me. There you go. Timmy, uh, the Aussie astronomer. I've been taking some great pictures lately, actually. Can we... How how are you doing that? What's the what's the go with those pictures? Uh, there's a mix. There's a mix. So the ones that I that really have the Milky Way pop, they're actually a uh, they're a long exposure, but they're a stack of different. So more CGI from the round no, Earth it's it's a, it's a true representation. But what happens is you need multiple exposures to say get the foreground and the background. So they're actually a combination of probably ten or twelve photos, all taken at the same oh, time. Really. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just one long exposure. It's not because you, it's it's impossible to get a exposure on everything at night like yeah, okay. that. So if I want to get the foreground and the background, and you've even got to change focus sometimes. So it's it's definitely a representation of what's there. I'm not mix mixing with the colours, but 
Um, it's it's a stack of photos. It's also for noise reduction. Yeah, because you have to shoot at very high gain, which what's called ISO in photography. So in that, it creates a lot of digital noise. Yeah, and to avoid that, we take multiple of them, stack them together, and that helps in that noise reduction. So if I was to just do one photo, crank the crank, the, it'd be like your audio yeah. just cranking everything, turn it right up. You'd get this real grainy, yeah, okay. messy photo. So to do that, you take multiple photos at a lower gain, lower ISO. And then we bring them together yep. and that creates that sort of beautiful photo. We get the colors and, you know, it's just amazing. There you go, folks. There's a cure for insomnia. So uh, if, <laughs> I'm joking. I love it. Uh, That's perfect. If you want to see... I started to drift off myself. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see some of Timmy's photos, at Aussie Astronomer. Is that it? That's it. Right, Folks, you know where to find us, at Beers and Banda on all the platforms. Do me a favor, like, subscribe, share, follow comment you know tell those weird friends of yours that aren't on social media that you've got this good podcast uh got another great podcast coming next week so uh stay tuned and uh thanks boys for coming in cheers thanks maddie